Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your Happy Saturday morning, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Rematch Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Hey, good morning. Yeah, long weekend. Uh, this is a, a special day because we have a, a busy studio. Not only is uh, Rob and myself uh, in studio, Rob, by the way, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We have a couple of others in studio. Jennifer Dreho, sales representative with uh, the Golfie team. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? Not too bad. And we also have Phil Golfie, weird last name, uh, mortgage advisor with CIBC. Phil, how are you? Good, good, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a, a variety of things we're going to toss around today. The pitfalls of helping kids buy a home. Uh, I haven't been through that yet, but uh, it might be coming in, uh, who knows, 10 years' time or so. Uh, and how is it dealing with parents when their son or daughter wants to put an offer on? on a home. We have some funny stories, some entertaining things to talk about as well. If you have a question, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. We'll answer it on next week's program. We do have one that was submitted that we'll get to today. Go online and uh, search up robgolfie.com. Great website. Awesome information online as well. You can call them at 905-575-7700. All over social media at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Maybe first off we'll get to midweek, CMHC issuing a report saying that uh, the real estate truck is is barreling down the road. It is. Uh, there there is no end in sight. Uh, CMHC predicts that uh, housing prices are going to be as high as five hundred and ten thousand dollars average price in the Hamilton Burlington area. Now, when I say Hamilton Burlington, that's the the prices of Burlington and Hamilton yep. combined, and you get the average price. And this is Grimsby too, right? This is they including assuming? Grimsby, yeah. Dundas, Ancaster, right. Stony Creek, all 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 the surrounding areas. Yep. So the average the average sale price in 2017 is going to hit five hundred and ten thousand. So that's that's great news if you're a homeowner, but if you're a buyer. Uh, Got to get on the bandwagon, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, buy something so that you can build some good equity. Now, CMHC reports that uh, uh, as many as 2,900 home starts in, in in the Hamilton, Burlington, and surrounding area, including Grimsby. And next year, the ha- the housing starts are going to be less than they are this year. Yeah, it's going to be between 24 and 2,800. That's right, yeah. 2,800. So that means that there's going to be still more buyers. And less uh, uh, less homes to buy mm-hmm. out there. So that, and meanwhile, the price is going up too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So um, you know, if you're looking to, again, like if you're looking to buy a house, listen, call us. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, Rick, I'm, I was gonna pr- I'm always going to plug myself here. Sure. But uh, but yeah, so so definitely, uh, there's no end in sight. Uh, just uh, it's it's good news. Good mm-hmm. news. The other story that was uh, making news in terms of real estate, and this is one of you know hundreds that are out there. Uh, it was a Toronto Star story, basically talking about the average cost of a new high rise home in the GTA at the end of February at just over four hundred fifty three thousand dollars. Detached homes in that area obviously selling for much higher. Um, on one hand, you pay less to get a smaller space, and the other hand, you pay more to get a bigger living space. Maybe you know you get that bigger yard to get a more of a sense of, uh, of community. 
The interesting thing is people of all ages are attracted to condos as well as single detached homes, and it all depends on what you want, right? I mean, this isn't surprising. Yeah, what, what, what the developers are doing out there is they know uh, the demographics of the buyers, like the, 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 the age range, and for for... Uh, like when I call millennials, you know, millennials are uh, uh, generations are born from 1975 to 2004. No, uh, no that's Jennifer Y. 1982 to 2004. Mm-hmm. When I say millennials, millennials is the that generation that was born between uh, that time period. Uh, that time period. So what it is is they want to make sure these guys can afford to buy something. So they're making these condo units smaller and smaller. And that generation, I mean, they're just happy to own something because they know that's just a stepping stone right. to go to the next level after that. They just want to get their their name on something mm-hmm. so that they build some equity. But and, and the developers know that, and now they're putting more and more condos. Like, they're making them smaller, and so now it just opens up the market to more people that can right. afford it. Because there's so many more units to choose there's from. There's so, mo- so many more units to choose from. So so you're finding uh, homes are getting smaller. Lots are getting smaller. Yeah, all big time. And uh, so it's just uh, so it's, it's just all afford- affordability. All right, let's go to um, our big topic of the day, the pitfalls of helping kids buy a home. Are parents helping their kids to get them out of the house? Yes. I mean, this is this has always happened, hasn't it? They, they, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> so that's funny though. I was talking to uh, uh, I, was, I was interviewing somebody the other day, and uh, and the one thing I, I the one question I ask is, uh, are you living with your parents? And he goes uh, to me, he goes, Rob, I'm Italian. I'm going to be here. I'm going to stay with my parents till I'm married. I go, no I'm kidding. I go, I thought that was over with the last generation, but uh, but anyway, um, they um, that that generation um, are not very good savers. And so they want the lifestyle that their parents have. Mm-hmm. So they, they drive nicer cars. Um, they go on vacations. I mean, I, I remember when the first time I went on my vacation, you know, after I got married, I mean, it was like, you know, like the kids were practically half grown up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, um, but they want what we have now and, and they're, and they're, and they're going after it. Right. So, um, it's almost like they're doing it backwards. They are, right. they are. So now the parents, so the parents, uh, you know, after a while, they're getting kind of like, you know what, the grocery bills are getting bigger. Yeah. And uh, you know what, the cost of, you know, the, you know of everything is just getting becoming more and more. And they're getting tired, eh? Because, you know, you know, the kids are like 28 years old now. Mm-hmm. He's just roaming around the house like it's like, like it, you know... It, does any doesn't do anything? Yeah. Doesn't do his laundry yet. Or she? Or she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they're they're p- trying to push them out the door to to get right. them to own something because they know home ownership is, is how you start your life in building equity and and, and getting going in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. have any inside um, thoughts or or have you asked um, you know parents or kids you know why they're staying in homes longer? Is it just because they have those expenses? They have that cell phone bill, they have that, you know, college or university education that they're still trying to pay for, and, well, they might as well live at home because otherwise they wouldn't be able to pay all this stuff off. That's right. They, uh, they, they do have uh, university loans that they're uh, paying off, and they're paying off slowly. Um, and it's cheap living at home. I mean, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, you know some, some get away without paying, and some do. Uh, parents are strict and say, listen, if you want to stay here, sure. you're yeah. going to have to pay some uh, room and board. But uh, but yeah, it is. It's the university uh, uh, bills that they're they're paying mm-hmm. off, and, it, and it's taken them uh, a while. 
there's a, a girl that um, one of my ministry of assistants, and she was just saying, "I am so close to paying off my uh, university bill, and she can't wait." Yeah. And I mean, she does own a home, but but it, it it's tough. Yeah. It's tough for uh, for her to get you know going in life when you still have that bill to pay. No doubt. Uh, another good question: Should you co-sign for your children if the bank won't approve them? So now they have all these bills or debt or whatever. They can't get that approval at the bank. Should the parents co-sign? Well, if uh, if the banks don't want them, I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're in a whole heap of trouble? Yes, yes, because... And I got uh, Phil here. Uh, um, he, he probably... He does a lot of mortgages with the CIBC. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you co-sign... Uh, there's a lot of things that go with co-signing. Um, it, it is on your, it's on your credit bureau, right? And it could hurt you if you wanted to buy another property. Could hurt you when you want to buy a house mm-hmm. because now it shows on on your credit bureau that that you have this mortgage on your bureau. Um, and I know, um, you know, like Philip, you know, when uh, do you get a lot of people when they're looking for a house? Do, do they get co-signers or gifts or something like that from the like gift loans or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. To uh, to elaborate on that, there's no difference between a co-signer and a co-borer. If you're going to co-sign on a on a mortgage loan, you're you're basically a co-borer. Mm-hmm. You're under the microscope as much as the the uh, mortgagee would be, right? Um, we're gonna we're gonna pull your credit bureau. We're gonna check your finances, and and we're gonna do everything that you know you would we would do as if you were gonna be on title of the mortgage. Right. So right? you're almost borrowing the more the uh, the money together. Exactly. Right. And 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 now when you go to buy your you know when when a father or mother helps their their adult child buy a house, if they go look at a you know an income property or, or go you know you know whether they're looking at a retirement property, this is gonna show up as a debt. On their credit bureau, right, and it, and it might you know might hurt them in the end, and, yeah. and and you know it might might stop them from buying their second property or, or their vacation property mm-hmm. or, or another car or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So back to the question: Should you co-sign for your children if the bank won't approve them? Well, I you know what if if the bank doesn't approve them, there's a reason for that. They uh, they, they can't handle the debt, right? So now if a parent co-signs for this child. Chances are they're going to su- they're going to have to supplement them, mm-hmm. and uh, down the road there's a reason why the bank said no. So now if the parent co-signs. I mean, we all love our kids, and and we want to help them out and get started. And but the thing is, I'm sensing some tough love coming. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, all of a sudden now you're dipping into your savings right. every month to subsidize that that shortfall that your son or daughter may mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. and it can be continuous. Now they become dependent on that. Uh, on that uh, that supplement that you're going to have to, so not only you co-sign for them, you can also even help them with a the down payment. But now you're, it's like having a, a now you've got a mortgage payment that right. you're just there to help them get the house, not to help them pay yeah. for the house. So they might as well be better off living at home. Yeah, you might, or or, or, or renting something at, cheaper or look, something like yeah, that. Looking at other um, options. You know what? Credit, like I'll tell you, the credit bureau. I mean, it, it's tough because a lot of times. Uh, Young people don't realize how important it is until they start, you know, getting a car loan. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's like you can have a bad credit rating, not bad, but a, a not such a great credit rating, and you still can get a car loan because uh, car, you know, car companies, you know, they they look at it and they say, you know what, he needs his car more than anything else. I mean, he always can move back home mm-hmm. and 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 afford it. But so getting a car loan is definitely a lot easier with a, you know a little bit of a hindrance on your uh, on your credit bureau. But um, but yeah, you don't want to get into that. And, and and the other thing is, having um, 
co-signing a loan, if you're let's say if your son or daughter is getting getting or is married and you're co-signing a loan for them and let's say they have a problem. Let's say they're now they're splitting up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the one that that they in the, in the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law or whatever, vice versa, one of them will stop paying because they know that the in-law will pay sure. for the pay the balance and they yeah. can walk away. Because think about it. You're not going to want to have your credit uh, uh, rating uh, jeopardized because of a son-in-law or daughter-in-law uh, walking away. Now, now you're, you've got a problem here. Mm-hmm. Now you're mm-hmm. going to be paying even more every month because there's a dispute with your your kids, and uh, you're going to have to help out yeah. even more now. Another scenario is one of the two um, lose their job, and, and now the parents are counted upon to, to supplement that uh, mortgage payment. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it just and 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 then parents have to realize we live longer now, and uh, we have to think about uh, you know ourselves in the future. Like if you you know drain your accounts to help your kids out. And by the time you're like, you know, 75 years old, I mean, there's nothing left for you to take care of yourself. And and you can end up, uh, you know, draining all your accounts to help your kids out. But now you're in in, in desperate need of help uh, in your elderly years. We were talking about some of those options, one of them being those kids move back home or that child moves back home. What are the other options in town, um, given the, you know, the the state of, of real estate in this town? It's so hot. What are their other options? Are they just looking at apartments? Are they looking at, you know, a shared apartment, maybe in a basement of a home somewhere? Um, apartments are, are tougher. They're expensive. Yeah. You, uh, if you're going to rent a home in uh, Hamilton now, um, your rent will be higher than what your mortgage and taxes combined wow. will be. That's crazy. And um, and it's getting tougher and tougher to find a decent place to rent. And like if you want a single family uh, detached home to rent for your family, um, it, and if it's a decent house, you know, you know, with one or two car garage, fairly, you know, houses built in the last twenty years, you're looking at probably somewhere between seventeen hundred to twenty two hundred dollars a month. It's hmm. a lot of money. Wow. You know, you're paying some guy forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, or no, sorry, twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a year um, uh, for them to pay their their house off, their yeah. landlord's house off, in yeah. which you could put that money towards your yourself. Build that equity, yeah. and there you go. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more on the pits, pitfalls of helping kids buy a home. We'll also deal with uh, how is it to deal with parents when their son or daughter wants to put an offer in on a home. We have some funny real estate stories as well. If you have a question, email questions at robgolfie.com. You can visit Rob online at robgolfie.com. Call him at 905-575-7700. All over social media on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM. 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We also have in studio Jennifer Dreho, sales representative with the Golfie team, and Phil Golfie, mortgage advisor with CIBC. A couple of topics today, all surrounding the pitfalls of helping kids buy a home. Let's get back into it. Is it wise to help your kids with the down payment? This, this is a, a tricky question and maybe a trickier answer. 
Yeah, uh, we're seeing a lot of that now. Um, and sometimes it could be uh, a problem with siblings because one sibling needs a little more help than the other two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the other two feel kind of like, hey, wait a minute. I, like, I, I saved my money. I got my down payment. Now, why does, you know, Junior have to, uh, you know, get a, a, an easy ride here? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it happens. And sometimes, uh, and it, it seems like that one child is always asking or borrowing money from their parents. Mm. But uh, Philip here with uh, uh, on CIBC, he's, uh, they deal a lot with, um, with uh, you know, people today getting uh, loans or gifts from their parents. Right. So basically we're talking about parents and then, you know, a child's, and maybe having two or three children, and yes, know, like, two, yeah, two of them like, are doing well. Like it's kind of like the runt of the litter, right? Yeah, oh, we see that. <laughs> he's always, he's always asking uh, for money, and the chances are, um, with, with a gift letter, like you do need a gift letter from uh, a bank to mm-hmm. uh, to to get this uh, approved from the bank right. for, to get a mortgage approved. And I, and and I think Philip sees a lot of uh, buddies getting together, uh, 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 girlfriends getting together, mm-hmm. and and sometimes they need a gift letter to to afford a mortgage. Uh, and it's hard for a single guy to buy a house now. For now sure. they they're, they're partnering up with their friends or their girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, so what do you see? There, yeah, let's Phil? get into that. How does so, that work? So what I've been seeing lately is, is housemates and roommates are, are are not just a university thing anymore. It's more of um you know you 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 pick up a buddy and and, and just say hey I can't I can't afford to buy this house on my own. You know when are you looking to buy your house and, mm-hmm. and maybe we can get together and, and do something be- between both of us. Um, and, and that's just because, you know, the, the housing prices are so inflated that down, it all comes back to the down payment is, right. is people have, have, you know, first time home buyers, that's their most difficult thing is, is saving for a down payment. And what I can say about that is, is, you know, whether you're, you know, in university or, or just, or just graduated, get on a registered investment plan, go into your bank, talk to your financial advisor, talk to your, you know, financial service representative and just say, whether it's $10 a week, $20 a week, just say, you know, I want to start saving for my down payment on my house. Mm-hmm. And what this does it builds a solid foundation of funds, and it, it doesn't even have to be a lot. But it, when you don't pay attention to it, and you don't pay attention to the money coming out of your account, it builds up quick. And by the time you're 23, 24, 25, and you start looking at, at your house, you might have seven, eight, nine, you know, twelve grand, depending on what you started right. on that registered investment plan early. So, so you know. Our generation is, is, you know, they're starting to implement this into, into the schools, at, you know, and, and having, you know, different people come in on career days and, and talking to us about it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's your high school or, or your college or university. Um, so, so you see a lot of kids that, that might have missed the boat on that. But, but I do see the ones that, that, you know, have that financial maturity, that knew what to do from a young age and, right. and have good saving habits. Saving habits and, and, their, and their parents probably have that, that in them as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, you know, there's, there's two, two different types, right? And, and, and sometimes if, you, if you're behind the eight ball, you kind of scramble. Right, and and you might be put into a situation that you don't want to be in. Whether you're living with a buddy and, and, and you, you know you wish you didn't have to, or that's or, where you get or, the gift from the the gift from the, the parents. parents. Yeah. yeah, or you're moving or you're moving in with a girlfriend that you might not see yourself with in, in a couple of years. So <laughs> yeah. you're rolling um, the dice and, either way. Yeah, and, 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 using your <laughs> so 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 develop the good you know the good saving habits now, so you don't have to put yourself in that situation yeah. and 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 save for your down payment. You know now. Right. So uh, how early can you start that? Do you, do you have to wait till you're 16 or 18? Like, like how how early can you do it? You can do it, you know, right away. It really? Does it, yeah. So it you can be one years old. Your parents, because you know, I, I if, a, if your parents want to put it put together an account for you, I've seen I've seen in the bank people coming in for for you know their baby that hasn't even been born yet. Wow. Starting to open an account. Holy cow. Um, you know, and speaking for myself, 
um, you know, my aunt opened me an account on on my, you know, it was my first communion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have access to it. I didn't. I couldn't take any money out. Yeah. But when I was 18 years old, you know, I had you know just about a thousand dollars in there. That's a great idea. Yeah. So it's 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 something that you don't notice, and uh, and uh, it definitely helps. Yeah. In the long term. And for those who are in the workforce, who are in their teens, uh, you know, setting up a plan where they just have, you know, $20 off their paycheck, they don't really realize it because they don't see it. And at the end of the day, they're going to have all this money when they do decide to, to venture oh, into real estate. Yeah, it accumulates fast. You'll yeah. be amazed. Um, a lot of banks are, what they're doing is they're telling young people, you know, every time you, you know, you use your debit card, you know, put a dollar into you a different account, you mm-hmm. know, or every time mm-hmm. you do a transaction, write a check, it kind of just... You know, but it's like having your own expense uh, expenses instead of having the bank charging you. You charge yeah. yourself and put it into a separate account yeah. so that you start building some money for your uh, for your savings for your house. The um, and speaking for the millennials, it's it's we want we want stuff quick. We want stuff to happen fast. Yeah. Everybody wants you know the overnight kind of you know lottery ticket or or everybody just wants something quick. They don't want to they don't want to put the put the effort in or, or have the discipline to see to to build something. It's mm-hmm. it, everybody wants immediate returns, right? And and um so so it's kind of hard to to envision that maybe saving $20 a week it's or 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 $10 a week. It's you know, you look at it it isn't much, but if you do the math and you put it in a high interest savings account, yeah. you know, it adds up over 5-10 years and it, and it's and it's you know it can it can help you mm-hmm. out when you're when you're buying your first home. We're like, talking about you know f- buddies getting together or uh, you know a, a group of people getting together for that down payment for that mortgage. Uh, but there is obviously an interesting dynamic when things do go wrong. What are some of the uh, precautions that you want to see put in place? Exit clauses, that kind of stuff that can help these individuals. Oh yeah, you need to put something in place because now you're you're a partnership. Now this is your best buddy. It's almost like a business deal. It is right. So you're. Now you're best buddies, uh, you're growing up together, and now you're living together, own this house. So let's say one of your friends, like your buddy there, can't afford the house as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking, you know, one-hour showers. He's only taking two-minute showers. So, <laughs> so, I mean, so somebody's somebody's taking advantage of the system there. Yeah. And um, so the one that can't afford to uh, keep up with the expenses... It, it it starts becoming the the relationship becomes uh, strained. Sure, and yeah. uh, and maybe you know he doesn't make as much money, and and all of a sudden you know he brings his girlfriend over or boyfriend whatever, and uh, you know they're taking advantage of using more of this or or I don't know if they do something with the food, you know mm-hmm. the groceries, one eats more than the other. Right, it's partnerships. I'm telling you are tough, especially if you're buddies or girlfriends. And it's just more, you know, you guys were using each other to help just get it, you know, to buy an investment property to move in together so you can have your own place. But you really definitely have to have an exit plan. It's like having a, you have to have a prenup. That's it with your friend. You're going to have to have something because um, we just did a deal um, where a friend of mine's son and his cousin, uh, so uh, it was a a guy and a girl, they, they bought a house together, disaster. So now the fight began. Yeah. So now the fight even started beginning with the parents oh, because wow. now it's like, no, my son's going to buy you out. My daughter's going to buy you out. Mm-hmm. And so they came to me with, uh, uh, you know, what do I do? And I'm like, I, you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know, you can have your son stay there or your daughter stay there and just say, you know, and one of them's got to give up eventually and just say, give me the money, right? <laughs> Odds know? are. So, yeah. you know, like, just say, who can you be a pain in the ass to more? <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, it, it, it you definitely have to have an exit plan. Say, yeah. listen, if, if we can't get along, we either sell the house together and we both split the profits. Right. But sometimes one does not like to see the other one get the house. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's almost like a divorce, right? It is. Yeah. It is exactly like a divorce. And uh, so, so you definitely have to be careful when you when you become uh, a partnership uh, on a on a house together and moving in together on mm-hmm. a house. There's no doubt. So, do those precautions have to be written out uh, by the bank? Is that a lawyer that handles that? How does that work? You, you just got to get a, a lawyer to help you okay. uh, write something, or you guys put some, uh, uh, the friends have to put something in place right yeah um do siblings get upset when parents uh help them with the down payment um do siblings get yes they do they really uh, yeah they do um because they didn't get the they didn't get that fair shake so there's always one in the family that they have to help out right you know so it just and it's just the way it goes Mm -hmm. and uh so then the parents will say, don't worry, you know, we, we've adjusted it, you know, in our will and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it yeah. gets forgotten and hopefully it, it continues. Yeah. But um, but usually parents, uh, if they're helping that one out, and if it, sometimes they end up helping uh, that one sibling out even more than once right. and over the years. So they have to be careful with yeah. that. If it is a single child, though, I mean, uh, they must be overjoyed that, you know, the parents are helping oh. them with the down payment and, and away they go. It's easy. Yeah. You know what? There's nobody they have to worry about. They just they'll help him out and then he's on his way yeah. or she on his way. Way, absolutely. Uh, how is it to deal with the parents when their son or daughter wants to put an offer on a home? Because now you're not only dealing with a person who wants to buy the home, you're dealing with their parents. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, Jenny over here, she deals with a lot of uh, buyers. Yes. And she deals with a lot of buyers that are bringing their parents along. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Jenny, like, tell us some 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 situations. It, it becomes difficult because you find the right house for the for the person. Right. And, and the parents the are like, parents hold, 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 yeah. hold the yeah, fort. Yeah, no, many times I have the parents and, you know, dealing with the first-time buyers, they're nervous and they want their parents' opinion, of course. And uh, so you get the parents in there, you know, kind of picking little things apart <laughs> that, you, you know, any other person would probably just kind of go past, you right. know. But, you know, because there's not a a proper light switch on there, or there's a little creak in the floor, you know, that could be a deal breaker for them. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so having these parents here, you know, I, I just finished dealing with the situation uh, like a couple months ago, and the parents came in, and I, I swear, like, this house was amazing. Like, they're not from Hamilton, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're from Niagara Falls, so they're not used to the way things are out here, and the, and the, the kids just loved the house. They sure. loved it. And they came in, and they were just, they were wrecking it. They were wrecking it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the kids were getting upset, and they were getting nervous. And So the kids were, really liked the home. They loved yeah. it. And it was just the, these little, little things that we would normally not um, think yeah, about. Yeah, parents kill the deal, that's for sure. Like a hairline crack in the concrete floor in the basement. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen a basement that didn't have any cracks yeah. on the floor. Yeah, oh, I know. You know what I'm saying? It's extremely rare. Yeah. And, and, and even with the home inspector being there, too, you know, they're just like, I don't know, you know, home inspectors <laughs> making, you know, Smoothing it over, but the parents are still yeah. kind of nervous for their kids. So do we know why? Is it because the parents don't truly want their kids to move in that home, or is it that they, they want them to move into a perfect home? I think that they they want them to be safe. Okay. At the end of the day, they just want their kids not to have bigger debt, because it's already a big enough debt to get the house. Sure. And then to have to do all the fixing up afterwards, too. They just make, and, and then with us having to work extra busy schedules Mm -hmm. um they just want to make sure that they're good because they don't want to come down later on and help fix it so how do you how do you play that dynamic out are you playing uh and not to say you're scheming but are you playing you know the the son and daughter 
uh, against the parents, or are you trying to alleviate the parents' concerns? No, you actually want to bring the parents even closer. Okay. You need to kill them with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to make sure that everybody's understanding. You're an open book. You're disclosing sure, everything. Yeah. And the minute you start pushing the parents out, then they get nervous, and mm-hmm. then they all obviously have something. They think that we're up to something. You know, Maybe they think we're scheming. So you want yeah. to bring them closer. For and sure. Let them in on every everything. And so are they looking for two different things? Um, I think at the end of the day, the the uh, the or the kids, they just want a house. Right. The parents want a safe house, and they just want to make sure it's not going to be eating away at their uh, at, at their, their savings. Yeah. yeah. One of the biggest fears I think parents have is that they're asking for the approval. The kids are asking for the approval of the parents, and the parents they're afraid that they say yes, this is a good house, and there's a major problem that right. happens down the road. Yeah. Now they're going to feel that it's their fault that they okayed the house. Right. So they figured it's easier to say no to any house, and eventually the parents get kicked out. They just the kids will say, "We don't want you there anymore. Yeah. We're buying a house." Right. And it's a stressful situation. Oh, for I can sure. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So would you recommend that? Um, Parents come in in the early stages of children buying a home or in the late stages? Late. Late stages. Definitely okay. the late stages. Right. Yeah. Because that gives uh, you know the children an opportunity to scope out and see what they want, right? Yeah. And then at the late stages, you know, they've kind of narrow- narrowed it down and maybe two or three houses. Sure. And then the, then the parents can kind of see, you know, what they're dealing with um, and then have the final say. Because if you get them in at early stages, I've seen it. It's just it, they, it gets kiboshed. And then they end up not buying a house at all. Right, because they get discouraged, right? Or right. they yeah. end up losing the, their dream house, the, the right house that was for right. them. Right. And, yeah. and, and it becomes upsetting for them. So how about this scenario? Parents have agreed to um, you know, uh, chip in with the down payment or help out with payments. So now they feel that they have a, a greater say in what kind of house that these children should buy. Yeah, I have not really come across too much of that. I think that a lot of the time the parents are just kind of, you know, at the end of the day, it's their decision. Yeah. Um, but there are some TV shows like yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are. Yeah, no, they're, they're, you're right, they're, uh, Rick. There, uh, absolutely, uh, there are parents, and they will use their muscle uh, with their kids <laughs> to say, "Hey, uh, we're bringing a down payment. Uh, we're deciding on which house is right for exactly. you, even though it may not be the right house for them." Yeah. Uh, but the parents are basing the the house on what he feels. In his mind, he thinks his child would like, but really sure. it's more what the parents would like. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, the tastes are completely different. That's right. Yeah. And and sometimes, it, it like like Jenny says, uh, some deals, they never end up buying a house after. Well, they just It just falls they apart. They end up living with the parents longer. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents like, ah. <laughs> All right, when we come back, more on uh, the pitfalls of helping your children buy a home. You can find Rob Golfi online, robgolfi.com. Call him at 905-575-7700. Check out on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfi and look up Rob Golfi on Facebook as well. Hamilton Real Estate Show continues right here on AM 900 CHML.
back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us, Jennifer Dreho, sales representative with the Golfie team, and Phil Golfie, mortgage advisor with CIBC. Check Rob online at robgolfie.com. Call him today at 905-575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Hey, we've got an email question, and you can supply your question to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. So this email question is from Adam, who writes, I own a fourplex legal non-conforming house in Hamilton. If I were to sell, what are the rules for fire escapes? I have a wood one now. Will it need to be upgraded to steel or inspected by the city? Also, do you find that renos to rental properties like bathrooms and flooring upgrades provide a better return on investment than in a standard single-family home? Thanks, Adam. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just define what legal non-conforming is. Yeah. So this house or uh, building was uh, used as a fourplex uh, many, many years ago, basically, before they changed uh, the uh, the bylaw that you could put that house as a fourplex. So, okay. so the city's saying, you know, if this house goes back to a single family home, you cannot put it back to a fourplex. Oh, I see. Okay. So it was a fourplex probably in the seventies, right? And it still is a fourplex today. Okay. But if it changes at all, um, the uh, the city will say no, you can't do that because okay. it, it it wasn't registered because uh, they have bylaws now that as time went on. Yeah. Now. With the fire escape being wood, it's um, I mean, long as it's secure and uh, and it's and it's you know avail you know for someone to access, uh, mm-hmm. they can come and go on it. It's not a problem. Um, but if what when you're selling something like that, you have to be careful because if somebody puts an offer in on the fourplex and it's not retrofit, and mm-hmm. retrofit means that. It's uh, like, you know, the fire department will come in. You, you have to have solid doors. You've got, fi- you know, smoke, sure. smoke detectors, hardwired in, and, and uh, fire extinguishers, all that. If you don't have that, um, that can cause you problems mm. because now what happens is if somebody's putting an offer in on your on your fourplex and, uh, and you can't make a deal, that guy can be, and if it's not retrofit, he can have the fire department go there and, and they can put a work order on, on you and say, hey, listen, you're gonna to have to spend ten thousand dollars to get it retrofit, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that could be a factor. But usually, uh, when people are buying it, they know what they're buying, and most good agents would know that if it is retrofit or not, or what they have to do to retrofit it if they do take possession. Now, the second part of there is um, this is the Renos to the Renos, rental yeah. properties. You know, um, like like I own a sixplex, and uh, we you know we always try to clean it up, and, and uh, especially if you have an empty unit, we clean it up to let the next tenant know that you know it's a nice, fresh, clean unit. Right. Yeah. Um, but if somebody's living in there and you're selling it, it, it um, it's kind of hard to do some renovations. But yes, but if you do have you know the bathrooms and floors and and everything uh, updated, it does make it that much easier to sell to a prospective buyer. But right. the most important is the income. Um, uh, it, that's the most important thing when it comes to selling it because and sometimes uh, you know we have uh, landlords out there they've had the same tenant for fifteen years, and because he's been a, such a good tenant, they haven't raised his rent, so he's actually paying rental. Uh, based on 15 years ago, not mm-hmm. today. It's not mm-hmm. updated, so it, that could hurt the price of the uh, the building when and someone's buying it because yeah. the rents are low. 
So yeah. back to back to the wood staircase or fire escape. He doesn't necessarily have to make it steel or no, or, no, okay. no. It, it's nice to have steel. It's better. It's secure. Uh, but long long as the wood uh, staircase is uh, is in good shape and secure and not you know wobbling or rocking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have a a funny story that we're going to tell or share. Yeah. Jennifer, yeah, she's uh, some funny stories that we have as uh, realtors here in the city of Hamilton. I can imagine your office, like you yeah. guys just come back from a call and it's just like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a gong yeah, show. It's good. Yeah, some of these stories we probably shouldn't be telling. But, uh, <laughs> we don't um, have to name names. Yeah, like getting into real estate. When I first started in real estate, I swear we should have had our own show, the Rookie Realtors, because the things that we encountered were were pretty off the charts. I remember going into um, doing an open house, one of my first open houses downtown, and. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to make sure everything was good to go, you know, have to go to the bathroom before, you know, before everyone gets sure. there. Yeah. So I close the door in this house I've never been in and the, the handle falls off. Oh, no. Uh, so I <laughs> am expecting anyone to walk through the door at any time and I can't open the door. The I can't even put the handle back on. I have no way of opening it. <laughs> I have no way of getting out. Uh, so there luckily was a window on the side of the house uh, facing the sidewalk. Um, this nice uh, old lady with her dog happened to be walking by. So I shouted out the window, can you please let me out? So <laughs> luckily I'm a nice young lady, so she didn't feel threatened, but she had to come inside with her dog to uh, get me out of the house. But it was kind of scary because I didn't know what I was going to do. It's like a little embarrassing. Couldn't crawl through the window, you know, and my... My nice little dress wow. <laughs> probably looked like I would have. So she had to come actually inside the house to open the door. To yeah, luckily I usually lock the door. Obviously, if something like this happens, but for some reason I didn't this day. <laughs> so, so was this like a really old home that the handle just fell off? Yeah, or was it, it was yeah. some of the older homes downtown Hamilton, you know, over a hundred years old. So wow. I guess they just never got around to uh, fixing the door <laughs> handle. Maybe they should have though for the open house. <laughs> so how did the open house go? Oh, very well. It was good. I was sold in a day, of course. Oh, excellent. Wow. Yeah. So so there, now a lot of this kind of. Oh High yeah, we, is yeah going on. a lot, a lot of funny stories. Uh, <laughs> definitely, you know, we come back on. Uh, we usually have uh, a meeting every second Monday uh, in our office, and uh, and sometimes you know someone has uh, you know a good real estate story mm-hmm. that's that's happened either with uh, clients or uh, with either buyers or sellers or just themselves in general. Yeah, yeah. What, what happens? And we stuff. had a good one last week with a dungeon. Uh, you going? Oh into yeah, that was one scary. Yeah. I felt like I was in the Deliverance uh, movie. I don't know if you saw that. The only thing that wasn't playing was the banjo in that <laughs> in that basement. It was in the other part of the dungeon. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Um, uh, and, and again, if you have a question uh, that you'd like answered on the Hamilton Real Estate Show, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. And again, we uh, thank Adam for uh, submitting that question for this week. One more go round when. When we come back, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. One more go-around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us, Jennifer Drejo, sales representative with the Golfie team, and Phil Golfie, mortgage advisor with CIBC. Call Rob now at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfie page on Facebook. So the Rob Golfie team is an ever-growing enterprise. I hear. Yes, I I have four children, 
And uh, it just so happens uh, four children work with me on my team. But, Rick, I just want to let you know, mm -hmm. all these kids, they had to go through a vigorous uh, interview process. Screening process, yeah, okay. Screening process. Yeah, Believe me, sure. there, were, there were a lot of other people that were applying for the same <laughs> job. And it just so happens they happen to have the right... Uh, uh, DNA, so DNA. to speak? <laughs> well, not DNA, but the right... Uh, <laughs> Uh, information, uh, uh, details for their personality for this job. Good, good. Not just because they're related to me, but yeah. they just it just happened that way. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but another thing is um, you know another way you can combat uh, you know instead of giving the down payment to your kids, you have them work for you. Mm -hmm. Let them work for their down yeah. payment. That's the way to <laughs> so do it. So that was one of the ways of uh, of uh, helping my kids uh, you know uh, buy their own buy their mm -hmm. uh, buy their home. And it's almost like giving money. them a, a weekly allowance. Only they're working for. Yeah, it. basically, I'm taking care of them for the rest of my life now it's not just <laughs> so even though they've left some of them have left the house now mm -hmm. but they're that but i'm still i'm, I'm still supporting them no <laughs> and, and, and are they all doing different things yes um uh two, uh two of them currently are real estate agents with me okay and lauren uh uh she works with me administratively she's uh, uh my assistant uh, she's our client care manager she okay. makes sure that our uh, clients are uh, taken care of, and mm -hmm. uh, we take you know making sure we get them feedback, any details yeah. that have to be taken care of. And, and you know what? That's important because uh, you know that's customer service, and that goes a long way. It does, yeah. and and it is very important for customer service, and and we we strive on that because that's the one thing people uh, are upset about when uh, they hire an agent because they don't hear from them. We are in touch with them uh, quite a, uh, every week, mm -hmm. twice, three mm -hmm. times a week, four times a week. Uh, we're calling them, giving them feedback. Um, we want to make sure that they know we're always there and yeah. still there. Yeah. And then I got Philip. Uh, he's with. Uh, he graduated with a, a BA uh, in international business, and um, CIBC um, uh, connected with him, and they wanted him to be uh, a mortgage advisor, and uh, so it was a good fit for uh, mm -hmm. for us. So mm -hmm. we. You know, we we deal with uh, Philip. He's learning the business real fast, especially being with uh, with me on the team. Yeah, and uh, you know that family atmosphere really breeds uh, you know camaraderie with you know the other employees as well. Oh yes, right? yeah. You know, um, there, there's uh, I don't know. Ask Jenny here, and she'll know if the, uh, how I operate with the with the kids on the team. I really have to say, we all kind of feel like family being mm -hmm. on the golfing team. I know there would be a lot of you know resistance with other agents. Um, just because you know you you have everybody working there that's family and you think it would be unfair, but it actually works out really really well. Everyone gets along so well, and we we have a really good sense of community, and uh, we share a lot and. We laugh a lot, and sometimes he buys us pizza. Oh wow! <laughs> so there are some perks. So there are some perks then. There, there are there, there are some perks being on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. We you know what? I tried. We try to you know have fun, and we do things, and uh, you know it's uh, it's we're we're dealing with a lot of stressed uh, situations. Oh, sure, you know yeah. with you know especially with the way the market is right now. Yeah. It's being so fast, especially with buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I saw your TV uh, spot the other day too. Yes. Great uh, job. Yes, you didn't have a speaking part though. Oh, oh what's, what's I know. That? That, that's with Barbara Corcoran. Yeah, yeah she yeah. Uh, sponsors me uh, in uh, with um, with my commercial. Yeah, and uh, and I'm actually meeting with her uh, again uh, at the end of the month. I'm going to see her nice. in New York City, and uh, and we have uh, telephone uh, conference calls uh, once a month. Uh, I have telephone conference calls mm -hmm. with her once a mm -hmm. month. She's a great lady. She was a a, a well big broker in uh, New York City, yeah. and I learn a lot from this lady. So definitely. I've connected myself with the right person. No doubt about it. Uh, last thoughts, some parting uh, shots? Well, uh, just to give you a quick uh, recap, and I, I love to brag about this, uh, we had a, 
Uh, we put up a house for sale on Lake Gate in uh, St- uh, Hamilton Stony Creek there, right on the borderline there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another house down the street for sale. And you know what the great thing is when you have a golfy sign on your front lawn is that the sold sign is going to go up very quick. So the the agent from the other uh, that that had the house the other house down the street for sale, he and he calls me up. Please don't tell me you sold that house. <laughs> he goes uh, and he, and he, you know and I said yes I did and I got full price for it and uh, and he's like oh my god I, he goes Rob you're going to kill me my 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 client's going to kill me now he goes <laughs> and I says well you know I should have joined the golfy team when you had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, listen if you're thinking about buying or selling, you will appreciate uh, the people that I have working with me because I know that you will like them and you'll definitely do well with us because we have one of the best records on the real estate board for Mm -hmm. negotiations. Excellent. Jennifer, Phil, Rob, thanks for coming in today. Enjoy your long weekend, and we'll see you back next Saturday. You guys for having us. All right. That is the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 right here on AM 900 CHML.